Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Reef podcast. Today's guest is a singer-songwriter hailing all the way from Los Angeles in the USA. His name is Lenny J. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm already just thrown off because I realized my camera angle is normally over here. Now it's here, so it's, everything's different. Oh. But I don't know. I'm entering a new phase of the podcast right now. I've, As of the time of releasing this, I will have already gone over 150 episodes which is mind-blowing um and i have a guest today oh thank you (laughs) i have a guest in you um the one of the things you said off camera which i want to just jump straight into um because you sort of caught me at a time where the podcast is shifting more to me focusing on like life stories because when i first started doing this podcast you know i would just interview people and just, you know, try and get a, just a good conversation out of them, right? But now um, I'm less focused on, on like just trying to find like, oh, an actor or a musician or whatever. Like it's more like, do you have a story? Everyone has a story to share. Everyone has stories from their lives. And your story, and again, I've done my research on you, but I've kept it light on purpose because I like to learn about people as I do the show. But a big theme with everything that you do is positivity, the power of positivity. So let's start there. Where does this positivity emanate from for you? I think it started when maybe when I was a teenager and I realized, I think I caught on how stressful life life was very early on. Like I (laughs) witnessed people whether it's my surroundings of like family or even friends. And I saw a lot of people were like, they get caught up in life when, you know, you start leaving your teens, you know? And as I continued to make music in my life, I noticed everyone was making music about what they wanted to be or when they reached riches or this success point. And I'll, I just started thinking as I was doing my career, it's like everyone's singing about that or like love. And I I was like, what about, you know, the journey? Like a lot of people on this journey and I feel like it's the beginning or the end. And sometimes they sing about the journey afterwards. And I was like, well, I'm on this journey and it'll always be a journey even when you're reach success or whatever it is you're trying to accomplish and i just saw that angle is something needed right now in music i think there's a void missing in music and it's that honesty and that you know you're speaking for anyone just working hard or going through it and i think that lift me up spirit needs to be passed around a little more i feel like we're all competing and there's enough room at the top for all of us. There's enough money in the world so people aren't starving. There's enough clothes to put on people's backs, you know? Uh, so that's where that came from. I just, I'm just tired of the world, honestly. It's such a sad place. Like, and I'm really not happy with it. Yeah. I get that. I get that. I get where you're coming from. I think. Because how, how old are you now? You said in your teens, so what were you, like early 20s, 23, something? <laughs> I'm actually 31. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. You're older than me? What is this? Yeah. Look at this guy. This whoa, guy whoa, looks whoa. amazing for his age. I have a few more years of knowledge than you. 
not old. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm 31. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I guess it's that LA life. Yeah. Um, what's, yeah. The, what's the secret? I'm originally, <laughs> originally from New York City my whole life. Um, the secret is, I think, not what you do, but right. what you don't do. And Good I don't mind. actually drink <laughs> alcohol. I don't do drugs. Never have. I think things simple as that. I exercise and, mm. you know, like things like that. I think contribute to it. Also, my parents look super young, so there's that. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, just exercise, drink your water, and everything in moderation. If you do drink liquor, you know, be responsible and stay away from hard drugs. So, other you know? than you know, obvious like fitness and stuff. Um, what prompted your decision to sort of avoid those things? Because a lot of the time, you know, when you're in your teens, you might trial these things and stuff, but um, it's a big decision. You know I mean? It's everywhere, everywhere it you is. go. Yeah. Even it if you're is. just like hanging yeah. out with your friends, like somewhere that's not even necessarily associated with alcohol. It's like, for example, I'll give you an example. Like there's a, um, there's an arcade, there's a few arcade bars where I live, right? With retro games. So cool. Mm -hmm. Right. Love it. Right. But they, they have bars as well. Like they serve drinks mm -hmm. and it's, it's kind of yeah. catered and that like everywhere you go has a bar has access to these things. So mm -hmm. like, I guess it, my question is like a sort of a two part thing. Like, why are you not interested in doing those things? And two, like, how did you avoid that? And I, so I guess I want to kind of focus on that a little bit. Yeah. It's a, it's a mix of things. It's my parents were always watching me, like making sure I didn't, do things like that which is which is a good thing you know yeah, you don't yeah. want a kid drinking underage and i didn't which i mean they did a great job and i do think it was kind of like a scare tactic too for my parents like, uh, if you drink like well you know like <laughs> what was it mean girls if you have sex you get pregnant and die you know like it, it felt like that growing up you know but i wasn't like you know i wasn't like you have to be yeah you know so to the point growing up my parents were rockers they showed me all the music i like the reason my mm. music sounds like it does is from all music from my parents so they weren't strict in the sense you know like i couldn't watch tv like i watched cartoons i was playing video games with them but it was just like that stuff they were very weary of who i hung out with and stuff and i think because of like my father had a rough upbringing until he made it out himself and you know establish a family in himself and like i would imagine his environment the people that he tells me about like they weren't great people and i imagine even witnessing that firsthand made him a bit protective of me making sure i didn't go around some of the people he was around only because but he was also in that situation i wasn't when i was growing up but i think you know it gets stuck in your head the things you go through so i believe he was just super protective and um that's how i stayed away so when it started being presented to me i was like i can die from this you know but then part of me was like you know what i see a lot of people do this stuff and it mm. doesn't turn out great in the long run <laughs> and then no really <laughs> and then yeah and, and then the second part of it was when i was old enough i w i did try some drinks and like it really makes my stomach hurt instantly and like i feel all sad and like yeah i don't want this stuff like that's how i feel like i 
I've never been blackout drunk. Um, I've never like stumbled anywhere. Like I, I'm think I'm scared to get to that level. Mm. Um, I also have a serious amount of anxiety, and I think that is a part of it because I definitely have like medical anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like I've been tired the last two days, and like which is normal. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Am I sick? Do I need to go to the hospital? And then I'm like. I went to bed at 4 a.m. two nights in a row and woke up at 8. Of course I'm tired, you know? So I think it's a mix of those things that led me to stray away from it, which isn't a bad thing, you know? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I, th- I think for the reason I ask is just out of curiosity, I think. like As I said before, mm-hmm. like everywhere you go, these things are available and not just alcohol as well but like you look at like the popularity of i said like cbd products and uh vape yeah. pens and even yeah, i'm in los angeles right it's every five yeah feet, like and 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 these things go through like trends and stuff and and they do right and i think as you get older you start realizing these the problems with these things too like for instance i, I was in the store the other day and i was just grabbing myself a couple of snacks um I thought about buying myself a drink and then I just kind of looked at it and I was like, "Eh, I could get that or I could just get some like ginger beer, which is not alcoholic. By the way, why do they call it ginger beer when it's, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. There must be a term for the word beer from a while ago that means something. And then someone was like, what if we could get drunk off? (laughs) You know, isn't that how every invention goes? What if we do this to it? (laughs) I don't know. That's my guess. Maybe. But yeah, no, the whole thought process went through my head. It's like, I could spend that money and and feel that maybe a bit groggy tomorrow, or I could just get the snack with the soft drink and not feel that way. And then I opted to do that. And I was like, oh, okay. And I don't know. I I get the same as you. Like most of the time drinking is okay. But sometimes you do yeah. get those moments where you just feel like sad. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter I mean, how, how good the day is. You know? Right. Depressing, yeah, yeah. So, But yeah, I don't know. I, I think I have a very sensitive stomach too. Um, yeah. It only accepts compliments. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like in the morning, I find myself like a little nauseous sometimes. I don't mm. know why. And then um, like, I don't know. I think it's just who I am because pretty healthy i go to the doctor check on myself i'm really paranoid about my health <laughs> that's good it's a good, it's a good and, thing uh, to be paranoid about <laughs> yeah so um yeah i think those things are the factors that led me you know and if you do drink you know just be responsible like yeah. you really do like it says it on the bottle there is a reason it says it there are you know <laughs> instructions on how to drink <laughs> like you gotta be careful you could really hurt yourself the stuff is poison as soon as you take a sip you're putting poison in you so, that's the that's the funny thing about it know? so uh, don't worry guys this podcast won't just be about alcohol but <laughs> since we can get on to this topic um I, know, I, that's true. I often forget that sometimes i'm just like oh i feel i feel ill oh i feel terrible and it's like well yeah dude it's it's poison like it's <laughs> no, most people drink too they're gonna be like i'm gonna turn this off <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is enough negativity for my yeah yeah okay. oh, it's about rock and roll we're gonna party with happiness with me <laughs> but speaking about negativity obviously the antithesis of negativity is positivity yeah you see what i did yeah. there we transitioned back so great when <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, see, see tricks of the trade. Uh. On your Instagram, um, 
the whole thing is a treasure trove of everything you're doing right now. And we'll talk a little bit about the music in a second, but I just, I pay a lot of attention to the things people say and the way they brand themselves. And a part of that comes from genuine curiosity and especially building an idea of my guests and who they are and the type of conversation we might have, but also um, because I'm sort of obsessed with marketing and advertising because of my upbringing, what I studied, et cetera. Um, So marketing background. Anyway, one of the things that you said, which I don't know if it was a throwaway comment or if it was part of your ethos on music and what you're trying to achieve with it, but I thought it was very interesting. You said you want to bring back that old kind of Hollywood heartthrob vibe. And just to put this into perspective, so this guy is built like he's got abs, right? So he looks fantastic. And the hot, but the, no, but in all seriousness, the whole thing is like a, um, there's a lot of sh- basically there's a lot of shots from your most recent music video, and it's a very like sunshine in LA, happy vibe, quite heavy music. I wasn't expecting it when I when I <laughs> when, when I checked it out. I was like, oh okay. I was like, I was expecting like a pop anthem, and then there's this like this sort of heavy rock song. So I was like, yeah, oh nice, nice. Um, but let's speak a little bit about that. Like, I suppose it's it's going to again be a two part question. What do you mean when you say bring back the kind of old Hollywood heartthrob thing? And also, let's talk about, you know, what you're trying to do with this music right now. Like, what's the message? Yeah. So the main, no, it's funny because here in LA and, you know, all over the US, people call me pop, not rock at all. I'm a pop artist. Right. And I'm like, I'm I'm a rock artist. Like, and like, I mean, I love rock music. I know it's you know, on the mainstream side, but I'm playing guitar, I'm ripping some solos, but they're like, you're pop. And I'm like, that, I'm like, that's fine. I mean, that's where you make a lot of money, you know, I'm okay yeah. with it. But um, so the sound and everything, I'll go there first before the looks. Um, and it's funny why I started doing the heartthrob thing. It's really funny. So Anyway, the, the sound is um, very like stadium music. I want you to sing along. You know, I want you to sing the na, 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 na. You know, I want you to sing those. It's also, I woke up just now, so my voice is weird. Um, it's also <laughs> 9 a.m. And literally, you're like, you ready to join? And I was laying in bed and my alarm was still going <laughs> off. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, wakey, anyway. wakey. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> so like i was i wanted to bring back that like full sing-along like stadium music like it there aren't many artists here in america filling stadiums anymore i'm not talking about clubs or arenas i'm talking about stadiums eighty thousand people like big arenas like big stadiums there's a few artists who taylor swift did it um, I believe Ed Sheeran's doing it. But the fact that I have to think so tough to like who's playing stadiums aside from the Rolling Stones, you know, all the great ones like from back in the day are selling stadiums, but not many current people are. Even like I saw just recently, like Justin Bieber in the beginning of the pandemic, he was doing a stadium tour and how to postpone it and i might be wrong on that but i thought like wow 
he's just starting to do stadiums or within the recent years because like he's been one of the biggest pop names forever and he's doing arenas so i'm like why isn't music in a stadium like queen like what happened to the boom boom like that huge like we're together like we are gonna stand together and like chant something like and i don't know so i love that type of music like and so with that as well switching over to what music is now i feel like music got a little calm lately very compact very even quiet in dynamics which is okay there's all different types of music and there are loud you're talking like production style as well yeah 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 and i thought music has this like calm sound and very club sound and also there are anthems there are arena and stadium people there are you know i'm not the only one doing arena sound or stadium sound but like it is rare and i wanted music to be loud again and not necessarily like loud rock and roll in your face but like sing along like i'm excited to go to this show because i'm gonna sing with my friends and family like like that and um i felt like that was different and artists like brian adams bon jovi def leppard they've always inspired me they're catchy like they you sing along and you're smiling you're singing about you know the way love was sung about from bon jovi because you were born to be my baby and baby i was made to be your man like that's cool like now people are singing like hey yo girl i got this you want it and she's like yeah and i'm like oh no <laughs> like this is shallow and don't get me wrong i'll you, bump those songs are you, you know are you, i are love you say, it are you saying that's not deep lenny are you saying that's not you know i mean <laughs> you know what does, does that Everyone's not speak singing to about you? their life does it, that not speak you know to you what? on a deep level in your deepest innermost consciousness <laughs> in the moment it might <laughs> but um the point I'm saying is not to knock anything because I really do love all types of music. You could hear right. in my music, like I'll even like the way I sing is a little rappy in times. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of fast lyrics and, um, but I felt like everything's a little shallow and about cloud and your status. And I'm like, where's the honesty? Where, where's the journey? Where's after the journey when you make it like reminiscing about, what you went through and actually like artists like Drake do a good job on that. Mm-hmm. But um, I just feel like there was this void missing and everything was very, I don't mean to say superficial in a bad way, but it was very much about what you acquired and still is and who you are and like your followers, this and that. And I want to hear what people are saying, you know, like why do you want to change the world for the better? Okay. You, you have success. I'm happy for you. We all could, find success that's amazing but like what could we do to further the world like to further ourselves like in hollywood here especially like a lot of people like to party it drives me nuts it really does not fun (laughs) no like and i don't mind having a good time and going out but like people really make it a point like we're gonna hang out today and do nothing and like no oh. that's great it's okay to like relax and rest but like the focus is like partying a lot like that's the main when you go out and have a meeting people want to buy you drinks to settle business and i'm like mm. how about a handshake and we go start business and i know it's like 
tradition have a drink or something but like I don't know I want to bring it back to like the music and like not to sound like cliche but like it's about the music man like I want people to know like oh this is a great song who's singing oh Lenny J is oh who produced it oh he did who engineered it oh he did who's playing the guitars oh he is who's playing the drums that's actually Lenny too oh but what about that bassist well you're gonna be shocked here but it's Lenny J as well oh wow who's doing the backup vocals I'll give you three guesses actually I'm gonna give you two and so you know like I want to show like all this that guitar right there me sitting in this spot this is where all those songs are made like right here like what you're hearing everything I edit all those videos right here and like um there's no this is the studio like it's my room like I I have clients I do music full-time I record people all around the world I travel for it they come here and all in my room you know I want to upgrade to you know my own studio one day but pursuing an artist's life with the sound of music like I was saying the heartthrob part now bringing it back around so Never was one to really post sex appeal things. Wasn't. Posted a photo of me in this mask in a video I was in for somebody. Great artist named Constance Antoinette. I produced the song for her, helped her write it. I was in the video too. And I was in like this jacket that had my like shirt open. And like you could see my abs. And I posted it. And I got hundreds of follows. Yeah. And I was like, well, and then I posted that heartthrob one, right? And I received about five <laughs> or 600 follows in four <laughs> days. And I was like, my music video for Life of a Runaway, you know, I grew about 900 followers in a month. And the reason I'm keeping track of this, everybody, I don't care if I have a million followers or two million for who I am. It helps me get gigs. The more followers you have, the more gigs you get, the more things you could show up to. Even in Hollywood here, there are clubs that make you show your followers. And if you don't have like 10,000, you can't get in. Really? Yeah. I was told about this many times. Whoa, whoa, whoa back up a second. So, do, you, do you mean like general admission? So I just want to yes. go to this particular. Yeah. Yes. I've been told about this. If wow. people are lying to me, that's horrible but i've been told this by multiple people that's nuts or maybe they're exclusive parties and you try to show up and you're like no you need ten thousand. imagine Which imagine that imagine still general but imagine some black mirror stuff yeah imagine you turn up to a party let's say you got like an invite from a friend or a friend of a friend or, or maybe you just rock up to the party and you just you know what know someone then the guy on the door the person on the door is like I need to see how many followers you have on Instagram. Show me your Instagram. <laughs> and you're like, uh, that's I, I got like 500 and they're like, you don't have enough viewers. Oh, sorry. Followers. I know. Out. I know. I don't enjoy that. But anyway, <laughs> so fuck? I was, you know, in music projects a bunch, um, uh, throughout at the end of college. So when I was like 23, 20, well, no, I was 22 graduating. I was about to graduate and I joined a, a music project that I did for a bit. 
we found good success working hard, very similar branding. Um, you know, I was doing the audio with them. So, you know, it was similar, like what I was doing, we were just a band instead. And, um, I moved out here to LA, so we didn't continue. Um, but we, after like five or six years, the, our Instagram wasn't too big. Like we had like maybe five, maybe 6,000 followers and we toured the country, did warp Tour. I was on the radio, you know, all the whole nine yards. But then I, as Lenny J, only had, let's say 1,200 followers after five, six years. That's not a huge growth. And then I was doing music full time. It was cool. You know, I'm grateful for that. You know, I do it full time now. But I released Life of a Runaway and I went from 1500, 1510 to 2410 in a month. You know, if I would have went to 3000, I would have doubled the people watching me. When you think of it like that, it's like, wait a minute. In one month, I just did what six years did. And then after that, Tommy, I grew even more. And I'm almost at um, 3,000, you know, now plus in like two, three months from 1,500, which means I am doubling my fan base. Like that's a lot of people, like 1,500 more people, you know? So the growth, I keep track of it like that because the more people I have, the bigger the shows, you know, the better it is, more fun, the more stadiums we fill. So I keep track of it like that. And again, the growth leading back to the heartthrob thing, there's a few reasons for this. One, I've never seen such exponential growth on my page until I showed a few abs. Abs. Yeah. And I kind of didn't want to do that ever. I was kind of anti that because I'm, I was like, people only see you for that and then a few people told me they were like get the people in the seats yeah they'll listen to you like if they get drawn to you they will then listen to you even if they gotta look at your abs before they hear what you say you're gonna get their attention and you got them and use it to your advantage like you're young still like you look good like that's not forever, you know, like use it, you know, it, and I was like, you know what, let me post that heartthrob thing. And my, my roommate even who directs my videos, she directed Tommy Pickles. She was like, one day I was wearing the outf- one of the outfits and she was like, okay, 90s heartthrob coming back, boy meets world. And I was like, wait a minute, that's been missing for so long. Everyone's so like, different looking now it's almost like the fashion is to not look good like they look very messy a lot of people um a lot very disheveled looking and it's almost they're proud to be sad and upset and with all of that i'm like no there's nothing wrong with expressing how you feel but they're pushing like pill usage they're saying like that's how you get better like there are songs I hear that people aren't saying like, she came over, I poured the drink. They're like, she came over, I spilled a, a eight ball on the couch. I was like, what? Mm. Like that's, you're singing like comfortably now in s- music about like hard drugs. And I'm like, this is, 
uncomfortable. And there are people singing about it who are like 16 on the radio and 17. And I'm just like, you know, what's, uh, you know, what's like, even, this is scary. Speaking to that, what's even crazier. Uh, and this links back to what you were saying about the heartthrob thing and sort of innocence lost. One big thing about you and, and what you're pushing right now with that, like when I saw that, I'll be honest, I didn't really see like it as a sexual thing. I kind of more saw it as like, um, and this speaks to, so anyone go, if, if for those listening to the podcast, you can't see the visuals, um, go check out Lenny J on Instagram and you'll get to see kind of like an idea of, of what I'm talking about here. It's, it's like, imagine a guy looking really young. You don't look your age. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> but a guy, you know, living his life, dancing in the, in the summer sunshine, LA, it's that typical vibe um that you would have seen in in years gone by and that vibe still exists to some extent but like that used to be really prevalent and say in the 90s with like boy bands and stuff like that yeah and and there was a degree uh, don't get me wrong boy bands would sing about sex and stuff like that but yeah it was, it was a lot of it was like tongue-in-cheek it was very it was a, there was a lot more innocence and it was a lot more mm-hmm. like girl come over your house or take your hand that kind of like you yeah. know it was a lot more like that and yeah Speaking to that, within the space of 10 years, in the 2000s, they were already singing about some of the stuff that you're talking about now. There's like a hard yeah. kind of turn to, to like, from like, I don't know how to put it, like, Okay, I, I saw like, a meme. I saw a meme that said, hey, millennials, how about you stop quoting SpongeBob and do cocaine already? Sign Gen Z. And I was like, and it had, you know, like millions of likes and Gen Z commenting like, yeah, come on, grow up. Or, and I was like, guys. Sad. Yeah. Sad. Le- like, there are artists like Juice World who I very much enjoy, but he's singing, we don't even make it to 27. Like we don't even make it to 21 now. And like people are mm. quoting that like it's cool. And I'm like, it's not cool. Like these guys are on drugs. They need help. Like. I'm not going to sit here and say, if you're on drugs, you're a loser. No, you, people need help. I want to help people. That's what my brand is about. My brand isn't to say, ignore those people. It's saying like, they're crying out for help in a way too. And if it's all they know to do drugs and stuff, that's not good. They need people around them trying to help them. And I'm sure those, those teams are, you know, but then you got like these labels and stuff that are making like 16 and 70 year olds sing about this stuff and like mm. i don't know why it bothers me so much um well, you know, ju- no like, i mean let's speak to, to the innocence thing again like okay yeah you mentioned spongebob as an example right all right kids tv show but like we all grew up with that we were about the same mm-hmm. age and you know that was something that like, we cherished a lot of those things like whenever i have live streams uh you know on tiktok and stuff and we start being nostalgic i realized like just how many kids tv shows and animated shows we watched back then and how they had a profound impact on us from every mm-hmm. sense not just like um because they were cartoons but like culturally speaking so you know, if I will say, if I can. I mean, look, you're wearing a Hey Arnold t-shirt, for example. Yeah. Just off the bat right there. And my last single was Tommy Pickles, it's called. Right. But the lyrics have nothing to do with the Rugrats. And the point of it was because Tommy was a leader. 
there's an episode where the ball goes over the fence. I think it might be the first episode. I'm not even sure. And they're like, Tommy, no one's gone over the fence. And he, he says, well, someone has to. It's going to be me. I got to get the ball. And they're like, no. And he's like, a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. And like that mindset to hear that young, I think it's a lot more powerful mm. than we knew. And then also he's always making sure everyone's okay. Yeah. And when, you know, Angelica's mean, he'll try to figure out why and then still include her. He includes the bully at the end always. Like he's the leader and the song's called Tommy Pickles because we, I kind of interpreted it and how I saw we could as well was there was this protagonist and maybe he was an infant, but he was showing us bravery, leadership, how to keep people in order because Phil and Lil were always butting heads. Chucky was very nervous. Angelica was a bully. Susie came over now and then, and then he got a little brother he had to take care of. And then Chucky and Kimmy, because, you know, Chucky's father was a single father. And then even Phil and Lil's mom was, you know, it, uh, you know, the shirt she wore and she came out in the recent, uh, show reboot she's out officially and everything and she's separated from howard i believe the husband's name was like these are huge things mm. that was in a show that came out in like 1991 and i wasn't watching yeah. in 91 because i was literally just being born too but like <laughs> the thing about that was just so like i think maybe maybe i'm looking into it too much but oh. what i got out of it it inspires me and that's it pushed the like what that song's about that song literally is about i said i've been out on my own i've been miles from home uh but it's worked itself out quite all right i've been down in the streets almost gave up on my dreams but instead i drove on straight through the night you can't break my stride and i talk about you know thought i stood a chance against the consequences of the actions of my own hands but now i have a plan to together we could lift each other because we all deserve a chance and i swear that we'll all make it this could, and that's to me the tommy mindset and the video is about me getting to hollywood i'm excited looking around because i'm from new york city i just moved here um and i'm like wow and then an agent comes up to me and i'm tommy and then that was Angelica, the agent. He was blonde. Um, and he brings me a contract. I can make you a star, the money, the girls, the house. And I'm like, I don't know. And then street performers come up to me, Phil and Lil. They're dressed like that. And they go to give me money. I'm like, nah, it's okay. Because it's not about that. I'm performing. They're smiling. I'm happy. And then the agent's like, here's all this. I'm like, nah, let me get out of here. Then I see Susie on the street singing and she looks down because she's a street performer. So I join in with her and hand her money instead. She's happy after that. And then I find Chucky. We do a dance together. We actually do the perfect cast from a goofy movie. And, um, you know, it's just bringing everyone up and lifting them. And the agent's chasing me throughout this whole video, Angelica. And they catch me and we have a showdown like Tommy does in the playground, but he imagined it like a Western duel because they're imagining it, you know, on the playground and their imagination is great. And so we have this duel on the playground at the end and I destroy his contract by using a plastic screwdriver like, you know, Tommy does, which is right here. I still have it. 
conveniently <laughs> with all my other gadgets all around my room. And um, so, yeah, it was just a nice tip to the Rugrats, a lot of the scenes from them. But the song's really about being a leader and, you know, including everyone, making sure, you know, things are okay. And, you know, you can't stop all the evil in the world, but you could do your part to be a leader and make sure everyone's included and no one's hurt. And you don't have to pull someone down to get ahead. You know, and that's what a lot of agents and they, you know, labels do. And I'm not all labels are bad. Not all agents are bad. But there, there's a lot of scary things in this industry. And I think you know that. I know that. We all know it. And that's what Tommy was about. And um, that youthful spirit is meant to keep you smiling and let you know, like, that's who we are. And what really changed as we got older why did we stop being youthful what's the difference between maturing you know like why did why does maturing mean like stop laughing and smiling and looking young why do we have to look older why do we like we're all gonna grow old i'm not saying like you know like we're stopping aging but which would be nice but what why why are we pushing like these young 16 year olds mm. the labels like why are you telling them or approving their songs about them getting drunk like they're 16 like how does this work how are we in america playing that when it's illegal in america to drink until you're 21 how's it legal to promote underage drinking but we're not allowed to do it like it's weird, you know, like, and maybe again, I feel like I think too much into things and people are like, you're a party pooper, you don't drink, whatever. And I'm like, yo, listen, I want to just have a good time. I'm seeing artists die at 20, at 18, at 21. I don't think that's that cool. <laughs> you know, I'm upset because some of these artists I really like. There are Juice World passed away, Lil Peep passed away. I like their music a lot. And now I, well, they always release new music, but I'm not going to get new music technically from them. Like it's done. I don't get to see them ever. Like that's sad because they were singing about how sad they were and how much drugs they were on. And I'm sure people are trying to help them, but other artists are continuing that trend. It is a trend right now, like to do drugs. Like it's, I don't know how it is by you, but in America, it's very upsetting. You know, I see young people, there are young artists I've worked with who were 15 and they would talk to me about, you know, when they're not recording about, I broke up with this person, we were doing drugs together or like we were so drunk and I'm like, huh, wait, 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 mm. you're 14, you just turned 15. I know, you know, so, depends who you are, like when you experience those things, you know, life is different for everyone, but they were like so proud of it and saying it in front of their parents. The parents were not like reprimanding them. And in my head, I'm like, you have a 15 year old here saying they're smoking a lot of weed and that's why their voice is hoarse right now. And you're paying for this recording session and your 14, 15 year old daughter is telling you about all the weed she's smoking with her friends and how much more she's smoking and all these drinks she's drinking and you're just okay with it. If I ever did that when I was 14 or 15, my parents were like, yeah, you want to drink? You're going to work at a pub now. 
you're gonna, you know, like you're gonna, you want to do this, watch what you're getting yourself into. And like, that's a confusing, like not, I mean, the thing confusing is why weren't the parents like, eh, you shouldn't be doing that. They literally were okay with it. And to me, there's a lack of like responsibility in that. And also you as an artist too, you're singing to other people, to other people your age. And you're like, these people are like promoting this behavior. And I don't want to sound like, oh, like a old school parent, like don't go out, don't do this, don't. But I'm like, this is a 15 year old telling you they're doing drugs and getting drunk and they're going to multiple guys' house. Like, they're talking about this to you. Should your 14 year, 15-year-old be doing that all the time? Like, getting picked up by, like, 18-year-olds, seniors in high school? Like, isn't there a lot not adding up here? But it's being allowed, and that's not okay. There's a lot of things in the industry, not just drugs, but people being predators. Like, you shouldn't let your 15-year-old go out with an 18-year-old. That, like... You know, everyone's circumstance is different. There might be reasons for things. I'm not condemning everyone who does these things. We all are human. We are all flawed. Things happen. Our environments are different. But there's a lot of people getting hurt right now. And I want to help relieve that a bit or lessen it because we can lift each other. It doesn't have to be a doom story that's what a lot of the brands are now. Like we are sad. We are broken. And maybe we are, but it doesn't mean we have to make other people broken. And again, we can express ourselves and say that. Like we can express these things. We all have a right to speak up about our lives. But I want to help people. I want others to be more helpful and not just consume the music from these people. Like, yeah, we're going to party them like they do. How about like, wow, they went through a lot. I know friends going through this. Let's help each other. And that's what I want to see more. Have you met any other artists or are there artists, particular artists that inspire you that are sort of trying to do the same thing? Like, where does this emanate from as far as inspiration? And I feel community? a little lonely with this. And I DM'd you about it recently. And I was like, I feel like it's hard to find others who, and people who hear about my brand and what I do, they're like, yes, I like this. I don't hear this this is needed. You're onto something. Just don't stop what you're doing. Like what you were saying, just keep doing like it's different. It's working. I don't see a lot of people being like positive like that. Or if they are positive, it's like, you know, like, or like panic at the disco. Hey ma, look, I made it. Great. Love that song. Great message. One of the few songs I heard like, Hey ma, look, I made it. That's cool. Like I was like, wow. That's super inspiring. Like, and that was like one of the few that I heard or no, not every song is about doom, you know, but the whole together, we could lift each other. Like I say, I think it is hard to find. I don't know if I found many like 
people like that like in the 80s there were like but even they were partying a bit much in the 80s but there's nothing wrong with partying I like going to parties I do enjoy them I go to them I enjoy going to clubs and stuff I'm just not you know doing a bunch of hard drugs in the bathroom and I think that's okay it's a big fact I mean obviously and it is okay yeah and over the decades here's the interesting thing that I've noticed right over the decades, you hear the stories about the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, etc. And also you look at the music that was created in that time, what they were talking about. You're always going to get people talking about the darker stuff and, and mm-hmm. everything, right? But the overall vibe, the overall positivity of those earlier decades, it's like night and day when you compare it to now. And obviously you can, you can track kind of the change over the course of the decades and what was going on at the time and stuff like that um, is obviously a big factor as well. But I think something that's really interesting, particularly with our generation growing up versus young teenagers now, is that, you know, there was, as, as we spoke about earlier, a lot more sort of innocence um, with our upbringing versus theirs. Like... We're trying to grow up fast for some yeah, reason. Yeah, th- there's like, and we always were, but like now, I feel like it's like but, rocketed by like 15. They're like, I'm ready to get married and have kids. That's I'm the thing. Like, if you, if you recall, like, right? Like, obviously, we were both born in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Internet was around in the 90s, like not like how it is now, but like yeah. I, I, I didn't start using the internet in a proper sense until I was like. 11 12 years old same right so there's this whole upbringing we had of of like for example going out and playing in the summers with other kids Um, bike riding no right until high school like i didn't have facebook until i was a junior in high school that's when it was coming in there was myspace but like you know the internet was instant messenger hey what time you want to go bike ride that's right. all we had yeah, you yeah, know yeah, like yeah, yeah. we didn't have access to all these music videos and such young people have access to such adult things now this is what i mean is accessibility yeah. it's that's there's what there's no hiding it that's and that's kind of where the problem starts like when i when i look at my younger brothers uh, i've got four younger brothers and um they range from like 16 to 10 i think um and i remember when you know they were like four or five years old already playing with ipads already understanding older concepts than they should know about Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm thinking like when i was five i was just kicking a football around in the backyard like i didn't know about this like it's scary and i want people to watch my video and be like maybe i should go Play yeah. some football you know like that's what i want like and it's my music isn't to be immature clearly i'm an adult you know i'm working hard um but i want that innocence to come back you know i even feel like when people go out they think like okay i got plans tonight i'll be back by 12 because i gotta be up tomorrow like what happened to us just excited for the night like and you didn't question what was the second stop of the night or i have to do this you're like i'm gonna meet my friends here and then the night just went now i feel like every time i go okay to like 
I have a podcast tomorrow morning, so I got to be back here. Like, you know, I know our bodies just don't run 24 seven, but I don't know. I feel like we have this mindset, like we need to act a certain way or do a certain thing. And there's a difference between being youthful and being immature, you know, like there's a huge difference. Um, you gotta be responsible still. You gotta be on top of yourself. I'm not here playing dress up as Tommy Pickles. And then I'm like, I'm going to play in the sandbox now. I'm not going to pay my bills. You know, <laughs> like, it's not that <laughs> the, the point of my music is to like, laugh, smile, like, come on. Like, I know life is tough. I know a lot of things are going on in the world. I know there are people hurting, but how about, you know, when we come together at my shows, we're smiling for an hour. Like you could go out and help other people. A big part of my brand, I'm going to start posting this. I've been, I, I kind of make all my footage and then re- back it up, like have a backlog of it. So I'm ahead of my releases because that makes it easier. So I have a, a bunch of videos made and this ties to, um, I was listening to your volunteer episode uh, specifically, and I have some notes. Hold on, I want to read them. And <laughs> so, this is the first. I've never had a guest and, have notes on me. <laughs> well, they're not doing their homework. And <laughs> so I, I volunteer too. I like to donate things. Um, mm. I donate a lot of random clothes I have because some of them don't fit. I don't wear them anymore. We all have shirts in our closet that we go by and we're like, I'm not going to throw that out because I'm going to wear that. And like four years goes by and you're like, yeah, I will wear that. You're not going to wear it. <laughs> like you're not. So I've started making the commitment of like, when I especially moved to LA, I was like, I got to clear out my stuff. I can't bring everything. I was like, you know what? I'm getting rid of all my clothes. I want to be new. And I like got rid of everything, but I donated it. And I've been making reels lately. Like, Hey, what's up? found this extra shirt in my closet someone gave it to me recently and it's too big so it's gonna cost me nothing to go down the block and drop this in a drop off for clothes and i feel myself going to do it and i say you know volunteering isn't about filming yourself to show you do it but i'm showing you like look how easy this was now someone's gonna have a shirt because of me and all i did was reach over grab it and drove down the block one minute is at the corner right over here. Like how hard is it if half my followers did that once a month, or let's say I grew to a point when I do, when I grow to millions of followers, right? Say there's 20 million people following me. Mm -hmm. What if half of them only one time donated like a can of food, that's 10 million cans of food, you know, like, that will feed a lot of people. It's that simple, I think, you know? You know and you touch on a really good, I just want to throw something in there uh, real quick, just on this particular topic. This is a really important point. When you see celebrities, you know, with like loads of, when, when they do these kind of, um, these drives, you know, getting their followers to donate, whatever. Um, I, and I used to think this too. Like, I'm like, oh, why don't you just make a big donation? You know, you got all the money, blah, blah, blah. But then I, th- thinking about it and thinking about what we're talking about now, yeah, you can make those big donations and make those big gestures and everything, and that's important. But the bigger thing is being able to 
get your followers to to act and and show them and 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 lead by example you know like as in like hey i'm doing this thing you can do this thing too look at this look at how many people we help and and make it like part of part of life part of just normality and and like Mm -hmm. affect people's behavior in a big way and i think that speaks to what you're saying too it's it's like this should be the focus i mean certainly Mm -hmm. when i was volunteering that was a big thing on my mind is at first it was like i want to do this thing because i've never been able to do this before and i want to help people and then it just became part of life and the only reason I stopped doing it, uh, and I plan to resume doing it in some shape or form again in the future, um, but the only reason I stopped is because I needed more time to focus on everything that I'm doing now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also I, I got a job because I was unemployed. So I figured, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to sit around and do nothing. I'm going to look for jobs, volunteer, yeah. and do all this other stuff I'm doing, right? Um, yeah. And then obviously life changes, but there's always ways you can help. And like you say, even something as small as that, just donating a few things here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I I like that about your episode too. And the people you interview of like all walks of life doing things. Um, It's just about life. It's not very like, you know, you are a musical artist. Like we spoke not very much about my music. We touched it here. Now we're talking about life and positivity because that's music is, really a soundtrack to everything you know and it's a huge part of our lives i think it's one of the most important things in our lives because it does make a soundtrack for our life and you know we hear music we're like that reminds me of high school that reminds me of being a little kid that reminds me of you know weddings you know there's all different types of music but i don't know i feel like the in your volunteer episode like why do people make those songs you talked about like everyone has their reasons to volunteer. And I like that. Um, And that's something I want to touch on. Like, you know, my reason is because I have a brother with autism and I do everything for him. I have two brothers. And, but the one I, I felt at an early age, you know, I felt this responsibility for him. And I think that really made me grow up fast because I was thinking I got to take care of him when I'm older. So I felt, you know, like I was five years old. Okay. I got to take care of my wow. younger brother, you know, like I'm seven years old. I'm at, you know, the Christmas fair at school, but I'm like, okay, I got to watch my brother. Like I was thinking that as a little kid, you know, and I need to do well in school because when I get older, I got to take care of my brother. Like, and I, ooh, my AirPods, <laughs> when, um, when I, uh, you know, make music, my brother loves my music and I'm glad. And I don't just make music because he needs to like it. I, I'm glad he likes it. Um, I make music because I want to be able to not only fund my life, but I want to be able to take care of him too. If anything, unfortunately, ever happens to my parents or anything, I'll, he'll be my responsibility like he is now. And, you know, so that's like, you said everyone has their reasons to volunteer and like, that's, you know, my reason. And I thought it was cool. You touched upon that because everyone does have a story and they don't get to tell it. And I want my music. I want to be a voice for those that can speak up. Not everyone could speak up like us. Not everyone could afford a microphone like you and I have, or understand how to make a podcast or put out a song to express these things. And someone needs to for them. They do. They, they don't, 
know they even do sometimes until you're like, wow, someone else is thinking that. A lot of times we feel alone. And then all it takes is one artist you hear and you're like, I'm not alone. There's a good chance someone went through the same thing you did or a very close version of, even if the scenario is insane and life traumatizing, some crazy things happen in this world like you and I know. You know, I hope my lyrics are, you know, relate to people. And that's why you also said like, you need to have conversations with people. And my lyrics are very conversational. It's me just kind of like speaking my mind to you listening and to myself. My first single, Life of a Runaway, was about me speaking to myself, giving me lessons I wish I was told ahead of time. You know, like when you think you're in the clear, the rain will start pouring. You know, take your time, embrace the falls and keep your chin up high. You automatically will fail if you never even try. You know, it's just, I wish people told me that earlier. I had a, like, I didn't have like an older brother. My dad was parenting me and saying, go after your dreams. But it was very parent-like. It didn't feel like, you know, a musical artist saying it, you know, it, it came off as parental, which is okay. It was great. But then another thing you said, and my bad for like kind of rushing, I realized I don't have my computer charger and I'm at 35%. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but it's okay. We're, we're at 35%. It's, we got time. Uh, but anyway, um, you said if you look into someone's eyes, you'll see a human being. And it's true. Everyone is just a human being. And I feel like my music, if they're very stoic in the face, I feel like my music will break them and I want them to feel like that positivity from my music. And um, even people who meet like my brother, I feel like they could be the toughest person or they could be like the worst criminal in the world. They'll have a change of heart after they meet him. And that's kind of what I want to resonate through my music. I wanted to, that light shine through on people, you know? Um, so I really appreciated that in your episode. I like that. Um, and you said that too. You said we need good people. Like what is good? What is bad? That's very, you know, you could go on a conversation. What is this? What's that? Don't, I don't want other people to be hurt when you're trying to move forward in life. You don't have to rip someone off to get a good deal. You don't. There's so much money in this world. You know, there's so much food. Um, and you said to just hug someone. And I like that too, because my brother Ryan, sometimes when he's upset, he'll be like, no upset, just hugs, please. And I'm like, <laughs> that made me think of that. And he's done that since he was a little kid. And like, everyone loves a good hug. And even some people even cry when you hug them because yeah. it makes them almost feel worse, but better at the same time, you know? And I don't know. I really like that too. And there are good people out there. And my dad was saying that recently when I was messaging you, when I was feeling a bit down, I was just like, man, like, am I saying this stuff and looking like an idiot? Am I like being all happy? And like, I look dumb. Like are people like, yo, this isn't life. Like get over yourself. But my dad and you were saying, you're like, just keep doing it. Like it's different. Like this is missing. Like it really is. And like a lot of people are telling me like I'm onto something and I believe I am. And I like to say, I know I am. I'm confident in what I do. I 
believe in myself as everyone should. I'm my biggest fan. You know, you need to be, you know, and again, there's a difference between being confident and believing yourself and being arrogant, just like there's a difference between being youthful and immature, you know, um, and I don't know, there are good people out there. there. It seems like there are very few of them, but they're out there. I love what you talk about and how you're very positive in your stories that you post which is very ironic because you post a lot of villain acting things. <laughs> I think it's great. But, but no, it's funny when I'm not working on my music, I'm working on like death metal for people. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I'm working on like the heaviest screaming music, <laughs> but I sound like we could lift each other because we all deserve a chance. And then I go in the studio and people are like, Whoa! That makes sense though. There's there's a lot more demand for production with regards to those genres. So you're gonna get more work that way anyway. It makes sense. And hey, for how happy I am, there is that other side that does right. feel down too. And maybe that's my way of expressing it. You know, like I love the energy in that music. It's crazy. I'll yeah. listen in one direction, Taylor Swift, and then White Cannibal Corpse. Literally, White Chapel. I remember White Chapel. Yeah, oh my yeah, God. man. Back in the day, yeah, Cannibal Corpse, the craziest band like yeah and i've worked on band i've never worked with cannibal corpse specifically but i've worked with like heavy bands like that and oh, cool you know very different than my music but i yeah. like it and maybe that's what balances me and makes me do my kind of music um i've been in heavy bands and stuff right. but where i am now i feel like i'm making the exact music that's always been in my head when i first started guitar which was actually kind of late in life i was like 17 when i started guitar 16 or 17 and then um yeah i got right into wanting to play shows and start a band and i was like hooked and i knew i was like a songwriter instead of like a guitarist because i was like oh i could get one note at a time and if i just go dun 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 that's enough. Isn't that Joy Division? But I realized um I I could write a melody and it's catchy. And like people always would point that out, like it's really catchy. Like, how did you write that? Like I could sing this. And I was like, hmm, I write catchy music. You know, like I do. I know this, I do. And so I I feel like I went as a guitarist to write for other people. And I was like, I'll be in the band, I'm the guitarist. And I wrote a lot of things in projects I was in. Then I realized it wasn't being said how I wanted. And it kind of turned into what everyone was writing about, like heartbreak. And yeah, like I, I have songs about heartbreak, but they're gonna be a little different when they come out. Like I have a song coming out called Better Off Dead very different than my brand right but the lyrics are i'm better off dead a bullet to my head just a couple things that you said back then like the words they said to me felt like that you were my best friend a stranger in the end we're better off dead yeah we're better off dead it's not about killing yourself it's but it's extreme, you know, like, it's really catchy. <laughs> yeah, get you're attention. Like, yeah, you're like, I'm better yeah. off dead, a bullet to my head. 
Just a couple things that you said back then. You were my best friend, a stranger in the end. We're better off dead. Yeah, we're better off dead. And then I say, we're better off dead. Was it something that I said? Poured out my heart and you left me on red. Either way, I can't pretend. You changed me for the better, even though I lost a friend. There's something I want to ask you about real quick. That's very like different to talk about a relationship like i say like and it's not even specifically about a girl it's about other projects i was in too friends i talk about losing best friends and stuff through music and love is given to all types of people it doesn't have to be just your boyfriend or girlfriend you know you love your family you love your friends too you have to love yourself most importantly and you know that that's where like my songs come from they're very like realize the lessons you're learning like just because something's better off dead maybe it is better off dead you know like rather than you didn't just I didn't say I'm gonna put a bullet in my head like it's about the words you said felt like that and then I realized you know what maybe you're right and like you learn from it and you could go forward from it so I do have songs that are deep and stuff but I always try to say you know like you changed me for the better even though I lost a friend like like I haven't heard a breakup song that like kind of thanks the person you know like but anyway you're about to say something I'm sorry yeah no no I, I wanted you to finish um just because it's interesting hearing um that, that would have been one of the questions I would have asked anyways about your lyrical themes um which I think are interesting as you know you, you have a, a unique approach to these different things um and also with regards to your positivity which we've sort of spoken about already but one thing i really want to ask you about uh mostly because it's something i suffer with as well but you seem to be conquering it in a better way is having this like self-belief that you know you're going to make it i i just seen people i've known now who are at a nobody level even leagues before where i am now and even you have your own show you're running it you have a microphone you're set up you got headphones on people never get to that stage like you already this, did it this is you the thing i mean this is the thing this stage is not is is easier than you think it is this microphone I, not not as expensive as you think it is these headphones it's not but people not. think it is and it shows how tough the world is because i see music people comment like man i can't afford that program and i'm like it's 23 dollars. you're going out tonight, oh i get right? i get i get that no well like that there's that, that okay. too that's like, different though that shows uh, that's a lack of awareness yes that's and then the self-belief though i've seen people who are in the beginning stages of things go from that to stardom mm. like i i've i've seen people become like to the level that's it like they did it like they're set now that's their life and the fact that i've seen it happen i'm like i've witnessed it from people i know it's not just a story now i've seen it it's real like it is and even myself my band when i well my old pro last project i was in we were working hard hustling like to mm. get radio play this and that and it worked and we made major we got top 40 radio like they're playing us after sean mendez and cardi b like 
and we didn't have a label. We didn't have a manager. We had nothing. It was just straight hustle. And I saw it's doable. And then I started playing shows with Nick Jonas, Megan Trainer, all even Sean Mendez, um, DNCE, whoever I can't even think anymore. Like all these people, and I got on those stages myself with, with you know the group I was in. But we did it ourselves and. I've been in the big radio stations I've always wanted to be on. Like I've met the people I wanted to meet. I've worked with people I've listened to my whole life now, right from my room. And now I moved to LA just from music. I do it full-time music. I pay my bills full-time from music. I couldn't do that a few years ago. I did it. And now I'm just like, keep it going. I always wanted to reach the highest level. You could like, when you say Lenny J, I want you to think of, Michael Jackson and Prince and Taylor Swift and Drake. And you see the trend here, like icons, like major impacts on music. You know, that's where I'm trying to go with it. You have, you know, Taylor now, Billie Eilish, Harry Styles, Bieber, Lenny J. I'm going for that level of impact on culture. Like I want to do that. I believe in myself that I could do it because I've met these people that I've named. I've been around them. They are just like us. They're not different. The only thing different about them, they're popular. They are talented. I like all these artists. I love them. I listen to Taylor Swift and Bieber every day. But the point I'm making is they are regular people. We all are people. Regular as in they sleep, they eat, they breathe. That's I believe it, it when I see it. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't see them drinking water, so they might be robots. But no, but uh, the point I'm trying to make is like I've seen them. I've yep. been around them. And the conversations we have are like this. And mm. they say like, I want this for the world. I want to be better. And I'm like, they are out there maybe. You know, yeah. and like I, and meeting some big people that were super evil woke me up. I've met people I've, I've listened to my whole life that are now enemies of me. And, you know, and that's pretty disheartening. But then so, I met well, did, people. Did, did that happen for personal reasons? Or was that just that, that you realized they're bad people and you were just like, okay. I don't mean to call them bad people their priorities the way they act the things they do right yeah that's what i mean like so it's not just, the greatest right stuff yeah. you know and they just continue to live that way and they know it and they talk about it very like yeah it's who i am i am screwed up i am an f up i am a loser and that's what the world will like they say that to me and i'm like why are you saying that hmm. they're like all i am is a drug addict i'm gonna die and I'm like, no, you're better than that. And they're like, no. Like, and sometimes people say to me, they're like, they get angry at me. They're like, why are you so positive? Be upset for a day. Be annoyed. It's not going to go well. And I'm like, yeah, there are times where that will happen. But right now you're going through something and I want to help you get through it the best as possible. Stop accepting like defeat. Unless it's like death, there's nothing, not, nothing that will stop you. You know, like someone a close friend of mine told me this thing she said if there's she's an engineer she said if there's a problem and you could fix it why are you upset and if there's a problem and you can't fix it why are you upset yeah and yeah, i was yeah. like 
you know that ain't a bad thought you know like and of course we're gonna have emotions we're gonna react to things but how we handle emotions and how we react really defines us as people I often think strength is not about how powerful you are but it's how well you could adapt to whatever situation or environment you're in and that's what true survival is and i think that you know, brings together what my music is about, the walks of life you interview. It's all about how we receive the world to us and how we react to it. I'm seeing the world in a lot of music I see. It's very sad. Uh, maybe that's the music that I'm drawn to for some reason. And that's making my music super positive. I don't know. I, I really can't answer it, but maybe there is just a lot of sad music out there. And um, I really like being positive. It's fun. I've been sad. I've been depressed. I still deal with depression at times, but you gotta, you know, every day is here. And fortunately, every day is here for me, you know, and not everyone could say that whether, you know, they're suffer mental illness and they suffer the suicide or they get sick, you know, life is very fragile. And I've seen a lot of family members pass away when I was young. I've become almost like numb to people passing away. I often make very dark humor jokes about death. I have such dark humor and I think it's how I cope with dark things. But I just feel like we need to stop isolating ourselves and thinking we are alone and we are these lost causes that are alone even if a bunch of lost causes get together in the same room they could realize they're not alone and i feel like a lot of people come together and they while misery loves company you know mm. and i'm not saying this is the whole world i'm not trying to be like i'm the only happy person in the world but you're telling me nine out of ten songs aren't it's true more so about it's it's easier to be sad than happy it's so true. much easier um and that's just like the angle I'm coming at with everything. I, I think it's great to interview these positive people in life and those who are going through things. We need to hear about that stuff too, you know, because they, you know, yin and yang, every, all, everything has an opposite, equal and opposite reaction, you know? And um, I just want to bring some light to the world. I want to bring some smiles. I want to make people happy. I want them to look in my eyes and know that I'm looking at that person you said you'll see. Like you said in that episode, you said if you just look in their eyes, like there is a person in there somewhere, even if they look numb, like they were a person and you can crack it. And there are unfortunately times I do think some people are too far gone. And I don't know, that's almost like, it makes me want to work harder to like be like there's no such thing you can make a difference like you could do anything you believe in i really do and that's what i want that's what my music will do that's what my message is i, I want to be that voice for people that can't speak up or don't have the ability to i want to be a voice for the defenseless and defend the defenseless i want to be that person i wish i had when i didn't have someone and that is the brand of Lenny J and it's just to be honest and like put it right out there for you. I, I don't want to censor things and I'm not trying to give you a false sense of like my world's all happy all the time. Like, no, I've only released two songs, you know, like there, there's a lot to talk about. It's going to be very positive, very 
colorful. That's my thing. You know, my next single coming out is going to be really cool. It's an anthem for all those working hard, chasing something and that you're recognizing. What's up? It's me. That's me. Yeah. yeah. And, and I say this one's yeah. for the overwhelmed and the underappreciated, overworked, another night keeping you waiting. Cause you know, you're always working late and people are waiting on you. And I say, life is more than just nine to five. Regret is looking back, wondering what if I tried. So for the overwhelmed and the underappreciated, that's what the next song's about. And, um, you know, everyone's working hard and I, I didn't touch upon that yet. I want to talk about not just I'm on a journey I'm being an artist in LA, Tommy Pickles, life of a runaway. I needed to be a better person and take that first step. And now Tommy is about after taking that first step, I'm on the journey. I'm not giving up and I didn't. And now the next song is about, I know you guys are putting one foot in front of the other two. And like, I've been there and I'm still doing it. I've witnessed my dad work hard. And that's what the song's about. Actually, what I viewed, like, it's almost like a POV of him working and singing the song, but it's me telling it how I imagined it was in his head, how it came off his working all the time when I was younger and my mom was home with my other brothers and watching us. I, um, so the song's about that. And, um, you know, there are a lot of working class people in this world, you know, and it relates to just everyone working hard, backbreak, people who are calloused, you know, heartbreak. It's literally just about everyone grinding. And I feel like we don't have that working class anthem. I want to, you know, bring that to the table for people. I want them to know their work isn't underappreciated. So many people work so hard, they don't get a pat on the back because they're just getting by helping their families and stuff. And the families are thankful, but like a lot of people aren't ever like, really like you're like keeping us alive. Like I want this song for them when they're driving to like hear it while they're stuck in traffic and be like, I'm recognized. You know, and that's what I say in the song. I say another long drive east side traffic backed up on my way home. My radio car stereo plays a song and now I don't feel so alone. You know, that's what the song's about. Like, yo, you are not alone. And I hope my song's the song on the radio that comes on and they're in traffic. And my dad would always tell me I'd be in traffic coming home. And there was a song I hear. I'm like, that reminds me of when you were younger growing up. And like, it got me like, yeah, I'm hyped. And like, I was like, well, I don't feel that when I listen to music anymore. Like I, I'm too busy. Like you see the memes, like me listening uh, to drug dealer music on the way to my nine to five. And they're like, and it's like someone really clean cut. And I'm like, it's a meme. It's funny. I get it. it is really funny because I'll listen to crazy music too, going to like a volunteer thing. <laughs> but where's the actual song? Like, I feel like that working hard, like, you know, these rock stars and pop stars in the 80s and 90s were very like, this is all I got. Here I am. Like Brian Adams, he wore a t shirt and jeans and had his guitar. You know, like, that's it. Like, there was no gimmick. Like, there was nothing to it. Like, a lot of 80s hair bands had the teased hair and all that. But they were just singing about poison, nothing but a good time. You know, like, happy. You know, like, party. You know, like, 
we do have party songs now. We, you know, party rock is in the house tonight. Damn, but like, even so, <laughs> yeah, okay. But remember when dance <laughs> music was crazy in like 2010 mm-hmm. when that era was? I feel like hasn't it calmed down a little? And I feel like we're going to start to go up again. Music goes in trends yep. up and down, literally. Like Cyclical. The 60s are, I would even say calm. And then the late 60s, we started getting more of the Stones and Zeppelin really got nasty with the guitar. And then into the 80s, very electronic. But then grunge was calmer, even though it was mm-hmm. heavy. It is calmer than the 80s music. Like Alice in Chains is so dark and quiet it's not quiet i don't mean to say that but it's very like droney yep. compared to only nothing but a good time you know what a difference in a few years and um but then we started getting into 99 and that's when in sync came out and and everything and then all of a sudden late 2007s it kind of and for a second, rock kind of slowed down and then Kesha and Gaga came in and it got hype again and One Republic and all these LMFAO through 2012, 13. And now here's Billie Eilish, Khalid, and it's very calm, R&B. Even Bieber got calm for a second. Then his last album, very upbeat, Miley, rock album, last album. Everything's getting bigger right now. Mm-hmm. MGK, rock. You know, like, I think we're going to that big sound again. And those big sounds always do stay relevant as calm songs always will. But we do go in and out of trends. Like, I feel like everything goes west. I, I think west in music too. Like, all trends go around the world. Literally, they get passed around. Like, there's times when we're using, like, you know, those very Middle Eastern, like, scales in pop music at times. And we're going through a K-pop surge in the last few years. And, you know, like things from around the world travel. And I think where we are in music, what's happening, I just think it's time for like this stuff. And if not right now, it will eventually be time, you know, and the trends are going faster now because of the internet and what we're, what what we have access to used to be 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Now it's like every two years, the trends, like it's very quick. Like, I feel like we went through an 80s trend, like, in like 2010 even like with like some artists were like doing 80s ish stuff and it got bigger and bigger and then it even turned into like the 80s in a different way now like it's like the 80s evolved even more and it's cool and even things with like nfts and crypto we saw nfts started out like these 8-bit arts and now they're really good looking i feel like we watched a new item called an nft go from 8-bit to great graphics within a year. And it's like, we saw a development of art within a year. Didn't that take like 1970 to 2010 to have good graphics in video games? And now we witness graphics go from pixels to normal in an NFT because we only had pixels in NFTs, I think. And then it grew already to good technology and graphics. And I think that itself shows something about trends and art and music. It's evolving so fast. We figure out how to go from, oh man, it's like we invented things now, like, oh, there could be a cell phone now, but then we have the iPhone within a year. Like we figured out the conception of the phone and then the iPhone level things are made now, like so quick. And I think it's the same thing with trends. They're evolving so 
fast and you can't chase the trends because if you're chasing it, you lost. All the music you're hearing, I made these songs two, three years ago. Like, so if you're like, oh man, I could do what Lenny's doing. Like, well, no, you're three years behind. Like all the albums out from Lady Gaga, Drake, they're all a year plus old. Like, so if you hear that, wow, that's the new wave. Like, no, you lost. Like you're behind. So, you know, with all that, I know that was all over the place, but I feel like it really sums up everything we talked about, you know, and it's just about being a leader, being positive. There are dark things in the world, but we got to evolve and adapt and survive and help others survive. It's not survival of the fittest. Like, I mean, yes, it is, but we don't have to let other people fail and hurt each other. Like we can volunteer and help. We do have time to spare for people. We can do things like we can inspire others to do it. And I, I think between my brand and what you're doing, you know, I, I like seeing these positive things and it's hard to find artists like that, but you are an artist in your own right. And you have very positive mindset. So it's nice to find a like-minded individual. And I thank you for having me on here and, you know, sharing your podcast and letting me be part of it. Pleasure's mine as always. Uh, thank you for that. I've got a few final questions before we sort of wrap things up for today. Yeah. Um, just want to kind of gauge your mind a bit as far as knowledge is concerned. Okay. What's the best advice you've ever received? Best advice? Just, I would say probably from my parents, you know, just they suggest keep going like my dad always tells me he's like just keep being you like just keep going don't stop just do it like you gotta believe in yourself and like forget what everyone else is saying and how hard things are he he was always very supportive like always at my sports games always at my shows so i was fortunate enough to have that support and i think that is like the advice that has been best like someone telling you just keep going and that kind of helped me tell myself because then if you say things over and over like they're like a mantra you start to believe them because they become true i think just hearing it from him like chase your dreams like that's been you know just do it and like not everyone has that support so i hope like again in my music i could show like i did have support and if you don't from a parent like there are people like me and you and even like my dad will comment on other artists stuff like there is support out there like you're not alone couldn't agree more what's the biggest life lesson you've learned so far don't meet your idols <laughs> uh, i can concur with that one oh, uh. yeah no um life lesson um everything is a lesson you gotta you're not down for the count ever. There's nothing you could do in life that's going to be so bad that your life is over unless it ends horribly, <laughs> you know, like that's tragic. But there's no business venture you could ever do that's going to like you're broke forever. Like you, like there's nothing that's going to put you so far back like your life is over. So the lesson is like it, it's not over when you think it is. You, you can do multiple ventures like not everything's gonna work you have to shoot the ball a thousand times to get a shot in you know you have to write a thousand songs before one makes it so 
just keep going, have that stamina. That's the lesson I learned. Most artists don't fail. They end, they stop, they break up, you know? I agree. And I'll add to that as well. Um, Not everyone knows this, but I'm an aspiring actor, voice actor, musician, Mm -hmm. a lot of different things I do in my life. And I've been told in the past, like, oh, you need to focus on a niche. You should only focus on one thing. Why are you doing all these different things? And it speaks to what you're saying. And one of the reasons is I just don't want to live a life where I have to do one thing for the rest of my life. Yeah. But more importantly, you know, I have the energy to do these things. I want to do these things. I want to pursue these things. And I don't see any reason why I can't. And that's what I say. Like for anyone. You can. Right. You can make it work. Yeah. You're a voice actor. The song Tommy Pickles, a voice actor, actress. Her name's E.G. Daly. She's a singer. She, she's a voice actress. She was touring before she got the Tommy gig, but it just shows she was doing music, having record gigs and she's Tommy and she's tour. No, she's not touring right now, but she's putting out music right now. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, I I don't know how old she is. I would imagine she's probably between 45 and 55, maybe Uh, I I'm guessing, but it just shows, is it she not doing everything you're doing? And she's Tommy Pickles. And she's also Buttercup from the Powerpuff Girls and everyone else we know. So if she did it, why can't you? I love And the instead Powerpuff of saying, Girls. why can't you, though, I should say you can't, you will. You yeah. know, you, she did it, so you can. I think we all could do things. And sometimes people tell me, like, not everyone is capable. Uh, I think everyone is capable mm-hmm. of something. Like, you need to find what it is. You know, there's so many things we don't do. You know, like, wh- what if I'm, like, I could juggle pretty well, weirdly <laughs> enough. Like, just, like, simple. What if I pursued that? What if I became, like, a professional clown? Like, you never know. Like, there's so yeah. much in life to do. And doing many things is the only way you learn. I don't just be an artist. I record people. I write for people. I play live for people. I play multiple instruments. That in itself is all different journeys. You know, I'm not just Lenny J. Like I could record you. If you ever needed music, I could produce your stuff. If you went and got it recorded somewhere else and you need me to only mix it, I could do that. So mm-hmm. we're all doing multiple things and we're killing it. As we draw things to a close for today, do you have any mm-hmm. upcoming projects or final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? More music coming consistently. I have a new song coming out. Um, it's called Overwhelmed. I, I was explaining it before. I don't mind saying it here. Mm-hmm. It's called Overwhelmed. It will be out um, in May. Uh, the video uh, song should be late April or in May, depending when you're listening to this right now. If it's the future, hello us in the future. Hello future. <laughs> I hope we're doing well and smiling. And so, yeah, so there'll be playing more videos, videos, songs. I'm going to be performing soon. Just keep up with me on social media, Lenny J period 13. My middle name actually is J period in real life. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm Lenny J period. Don't forget the period. And uh, yeah. <laughs> lots of music just and so many great artists i'm working with you could keep up with everything on social media like i said i'm on spotify youtube um the next video for overwhelmed is gonna be like a musical too so it's crazy uh i can't wait for that but yeah just please keep up with everything i'm doing i want to hear from you i want to know how my music 
impacts you, what your journey is. I talk to the people that message me. I answer all my comments. And that's something a lot of artists don't do. They try to be inaccessible because they want to seem like higher than other people. And that's what I dealt with um, too in past projects, them telling me like, you're being too honest. We need to be above them. I'm like, no. But anyway, future projects and all that, my music's coming out. I'm working with great artists. Look out for Overwhelm coming up. I have EPs coming, more songs, album coming, everything. Like I have probably 25 to 30 full songs done, like the quality of Tommy. And I also have like four other videos already done, like ready. So I'm ahead. So it's coming. Um, I'm just, you know, yes, I can't give a song every week i think they're too grand for that kind of strategy even though that does work for some people there's too much i think to consume um it's a lot to understand and process so i can't just drop you know like run away tommy over like these songs are you know we're having an hour conversation you can't do that every second it's too much you know so just keep a lookout so much is on like tours you want me to play anywhere reach out to me let me know um if you're an artist you need music done i could work with you even i work with so many other artists like i've been mentioning uh anything music or if you just want to talk and tell me about your day people reach out and they tell me the things they go through so everything coming up is just music happiness good conversation good company so just keep a lookout for that I'm sure we'll stay in touch. Fantastic. Thank you so much um, for Thank being you on for the show. Me. The pleasure's mine Thank as always, man. It's been yeah, real. We'll catch up soon and, uh, you know, we'll be talking consistently outside of this. But thank you for what you do. Your podcast is really cool. I really enjoy the guests you have from what I've listened to. I look forward to the new angle you're doing, literally uh, staring straight forward at the screen. Uh, it's all good things. I think what we're doing will help the world and you know there are other people out there like look at us talking i haven't really i did one other podcast only and the person was super positive like this and i'm like wow maybe they are out there and um yeah but just thank you for having me any way i could speak about my music and what i do is appreciated so your time is very appreciated Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, to all the listeners of Christian Wave Podcast, please go out of your way to check out Lenny J. And thank you for listening. As always, be safe, be well, and I'll see you in the next one.